It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Hello, hello, happy Monday, happy Monday. You know how I am about Monday. This is the first day of the week for us to go out and be great and do the things that God has planned for us to do, the things that are in our heart to do, and just make this a better world every day. So thank you for being here with us. Um, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to do something different uh, that I've done before, and I'm excited about it. When I became a host on um, Never Had Never Had So Good Network, um, you know, the CEO who talks with me before, and she's a woman of passion, and a woman of trying to always help and elevate those who are around her. So there was a young lady um, who has Lady G, G Power Hour, Miss G's Power Hour from Orlando, Florida. She gave me an opportunity to come on and talk about my show and share with everyone what I was going to be doing and give them an opportunity to listen to me a little bit and hopefully tune into my show. So I'm very, very excited tonight and very proud and pleased to do the same thing for someone else. That's what it's all about. So I have on my show tonight, Tara Little, and she's going to start her show tomorrow night at the same time. It's called Pressure Points Unpacked. So welcome, Tara. How are you? Thank you, Gwen. I'm great. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on your show and extending that courtesy to me. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Now, let me just say to everybody, you can call Tara and ask some questions. The number to call in here tonight is 515 602-9767. Once again, 515-602-9767. So I want to talk a little bit about this whole title thing here. You got this power pressure points unpacked. So before we get into the meat of what your show is going to be about, let's hear a little bit about you. Tell me the kind of little girl you were and a little about your background and family and all that so everybody can get to know a little bit about you. Okay. Okay, great. Um, well, I am a native from Columbia, South Carolina. Um, I come from a very strong spiritual background family. Um, I went in, well, I was educated in Richland County Public Schools, District 1, the greatest district in the county. You're cutting out a little bit for me. Okay. Speak up a little bit, cutting out a little bit. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. So I was saying that I'm retired military as well. Um, left here when I was 18 and went in the United States Navy, and I crossed over to the United States Air Force, and I retired Air Force. Wow. That's impressive. Okay, I didn't, okay, I didn't even know that. That's great. That's great. And so tell me, you know, you came with a strong family. Do you have a family of your own? Yes, I do. Um, I have three sons. Um, mm-hmm. One son is no longer with us. Um, he was murdered by the police in 2013. He was shot mm-hmm. in his back 11 times. So I have um, my older son and my youngest son still. But I will always be a mother of three. Hey, Tara, I'm going to go ahead and proceed with the interview with you and just kind of discuss with you and then see if we can get Glenn back after we get a question answered by you. You said that you switched over in military, um, Tara, and 
You then talked about your children and how you will always be a mother of three. If I can get you just to elaborate just a little bit on the death of your middle son, um, I, w- I want to touch on that and how it has inspired you to be better, great. Um, just talk about that and being a mom in the middle of that. Okay. Um, in the middle of a situation like that, um, whew, um it was really, um, it, I don't think you can ever wrap around the correct word. You understand what I'm saying? Um, one of, that is, I can say the worst thing that I can say that has ever happened to me in life. Um, you know, we always hear that your child should never, you should never bury your child, you know. Um, and just to have him taken so tragically, um, he had just turned 21, and 11 days after him turning 21 is when he was murdered by the police. Um, and so through that um, very tough time, but I sought out um, counseling during that time. And, you know, the one thing I used to always hear, you would hear old people say a lot, you know, out of your misery becomes your ministry. And so I've had a couple of different tragic things that has happened in my life, um, in my young amount of years here on this earth. Um, and those things have definitely been very impact, impactful for me. Um, I'm a person that believes that everything that happens, nothing happened that God doesn't allow. It may not be the very thing that we want or the things that we like. Um, out of that, you have to find something positive out of it. And for me, um, my son's life taught me to live life. And so what I mean by that is he constantly talked about how he was getting ready to turn 21, he was going to have a big dinner. I mean, he just had all these things. I mean, every day he talked about it so much that when he would begin to talk about my, my birthday is coming and I'm turning 21, um, myself and my younger son would kind of look at each other kind of funny, you know, and kind of we chuckling to ourselves, but we like, oh, my God, and we got to hear about this birthday one more time. What we right. did not understand and realize was that was going to be his last birthday, you know. Um, and so for me, you can't take time for granted. You can't take a day, a second for granted. Um, and so because of that, if there is something that I feel that I need to do in life, something that I want to go do, I'm going to do it because through his life, I've learned how to live life. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. That is deep. That is a lot. That is heavy. That's deep. That's that's right there. It's kind of unpacked, correct? That's unpacking it. That, that's, you know, you, so tell us a little bit more about that. You know, it's hard to talk about. I don't want to belabor it too long. But, I mean, in terms of what did you do, how did you handle it? I know you said you came from a strong faith. I know you mentioned a little bit about other stuff. But let's talk about, you know, what else was done and how it was done in terms of your faith and you had your family. Um, but, you know, what else could you do, friends? What else, uh, mental health, what else did you do to help you through that whole process? So I really did have a large church support family um, during that time. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of different friends um, and, and actual family that was there for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I had one friend who she was actually doing counseling for some other things. But this, the impact of this right here was something that I knew um, 
you know, I can always say a but God moment. Um, I know that the only thing that kept me surviving during that time was the fact of having God. Because and let me back up just for a second. Um, what was really, 2013 was the worst year of my life. It, it really was. Um, starting out in the beginning of 2013, my oldest son um, had gotten in trouble. And this was his first time ever getting in trouble. And, you know, no one by far is perfect. We all do things. Sometimes we just don't get caught. And sometimes there are the others that do get caught. But the grace and, of God, they, uh, they go out, you know? Oh, definitely. I mean, because I, yeah. I could have been in the in the same situation. And so that's why I always tell people, too, you know, if something happens in your life and you end up getting locked up, you did time, it does not necessarily make you a bad person. We right. all make different choices, we make mistakes in life, and I feel like even if you end up in a situation to where you do have to do that time, once you've rendered that time, people need to respect the fact you've paid your dues, you know? Right. Um, Agreed. So he, was, so he was sentenced, and and I think the, the kick or the downside of this so was that um, my um, pastor had actually reached out to Dan Johnson, who was a solicitor at the time. Um, a couple of other people reached out to him on behalf of this child. And when he went to court, you know, he told him, he said, I apologize. You know, I did the wrong thing. And even the victim actually told them, hey, it was okay to plead a case down, but Dan Johnson said no. And so people kind of found it harsh that this child doesn't have a record. There's nothing else on his record, so why are we being so harsh? We weren't saying that he shouldn't be, there shouldn't be some type of repercussions, but it's the extent of it. So then Johnson came back with it will either be 10 years. He, he, he said you could take the 10 years or take your chance at 30. So, wow. you know, wow. Wow. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was his option. So here it is. Mm-hmm. We have somebody. And, and here's the thing. When we were at court, even the judge, the presiding judge at the time, she, she looked and, and she was like, do you understand um, this plea that you're about to make, like, do you, and so the attorney, you know, addressed the court, and, you know, he's like, Your Honor, we tried to talk to the solicitor's office. They didn't want to work with us. This this, this is what they offered, you know, and she was just looking because it's like, given the option like that, who wants to take the chance and gamble with 30 years? Mm-hmm. So he took the plea, um, and so with that plea, a 10-year plea, you have to do eight and a half of those years. So you had January 17th of 2013. I think it was January 17th and January 19th. Um, He was sentenced to those 10 years. You know, that in itself was a devastating blow. Um, Very hard, a lot to swallow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even in that, I didn't realize that once they plead, I, I don't know what I was really thinking in my head, but to sit there and to see them boom, you go straight into custody, and to see them put handcuffs on him, I ran out the courtroom. I just, it, it was just a lot to take in. Yeah, hard. And Absolutely. So you look at four months later, now my middle child is murdered. And so wow. it, it was like losing two children in less than four months. And, yeah, and, and, and all I, this having to do with our judicial system. You know, this having to do with our judicial system. That's crazy. Listen, Tara, before we go into that part of it, let's take a little break here. 
Uh, we're going in greatness. Please call in, ask Tyra questions, 515-602-9767. Going in greatness. We're going to take a little break and come right back. Thank you so much. Come celebrate the beginning of summer, the wonders of Richland County, and Father's Day with Embrace Richland County Gospel Brunch. Sunday, June 20th, 4 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the Wiley Kennedy Family Life Center, 1034 Eastman Street in Columbia. Enjoy a delicious brunch with entertaining gospel music from Reverend Luther Barnes and the Sunset Jubilee. Saxophonist Dante Lewis, and you can't miss a special performance by Jacqueline Kendrick, Dance Ministry. You don't want to miss the special Father's Day event. Sunday, June 20th, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the Wiley Lee Kennedy Family Life Center, 1034 Eastman Street in Columbia. Tickets available now through Eventbrite. Individual tickets, $15 until May 30th and 20 June 1st on site. Table of six available for $350. All COVID-19 protocols will be here. Come brunch with us in person or enjoy this event from the comforts of your home virtually. For more information, call 803-704-4149. That's 803-704-4149. Sponsored by the Wally Kennedy Foundation Incorporated and Richland County, South Carolina. Okay, okay, we're back, Tara. I want to get you back on and continue your talk about this Pressure Points Unpacked. Her series will start on tomorrow at 6, and I know each of you, as you hear her story, you know we're going to be able to talk about some really deep things. So go on, uh, Tara, and tell more about that interaction. So you've already got these major interactions in, in four months of each other, basically, with our justice system, which is what we're all fussing about right now. Correct, correct. Um. And so as I was stating, you know, that was really hard because that was the impact of losing two children in in a four-month time period. Um, and so counseling was crucial for me. Um, and I initially wait, wait, started wait, 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 out. Wait, 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 say that again because I know people have some problems with it. Say it again. What was, what was crucial oh, for you? Counseling. Counseling All right. was crucial for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Counseling was crucial because the thing is, um, I think a lot of times in our community, sometimes we feel like if you reach out to counseling, then you're not trusting God. That is the furthest thing away from the truth. You know, oh, we yeah. don't live on this earth by ourselves, and God put other people in positions um, in places because you're always going to need somebody to help you. And so right. I truly believe that everybody needs to go to counseling. Even the counselors have to go to counseling. You know, because you're always, yeah. you should always be in a moment of where you are um, dumping some of the, I, I don't necessarily want to use the, the word dumping, but um, you always, we're going through different things that are traumatic. So even for the counselors, I mean, they're hearing traumatic things, and they too need someone else to talk to. So, exactly. you know, um, I started out doing, spiritual counseling, and then I also did counseling through um, the VA. Um, and mm-hmm. with doing counseling through the VA, um, you know, that was, you know, different and more structured, a person who is a person of actual social work. But to me, it was important. And, and one of the first things that um, the minister that did my grief counseling um, from our church, he, he asked me one day when I came in, how do you feel today? And I said to him, crazy. And he said, "Mm mm-hmm, I understand that. And he said, you know, why? And I'm like, no. And he began to break down and explain to me, he said, you're three parts. And all three parts are grieving. And sometimes when you are at the point to where you just feel crazy, it's because all three parts are grieving at the same time. Wow. And so 
learning and understanding that you have to break that down was crucial mm-hmm. to me. And so mm-hmm. that was something that I could always apply to every part of my life. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, May 25th of last year, when God gave me the vision for the show, and mm-hmm. the thing that I just kept saying resounding was, I will no longer be silent. Um, instantly, within 24 hours, God actually gave me an opportunity to be on someone else's show, and I was the mm-hmm. community representative because there was a big election that was going on with the coroner's office here. And mm-hmm. um, I was able to be that community representative person. And in that, I was able to help, because most people, we just think that the coroner's office, okay, you just come and interact when you just come to pick up a body. But mm-hmm. even myself, you know, I hadn't done my homework to understand that the coroner's office do more than that. They can have whole Absolutely. coroners in question. You don't even have a real judge. You have the coroner there. Um, wow. And so in understanding all of this, I'm like, this, this is a huge missing piece. And so um, how the name Pressure Point unpacked yeah, well, that, became yeah, to be. I want to more about the show, yeah. Yes. Um, how, how it became to be was because I, I had put on a tea kettle, and I went outside, and I was working out, had the music up, and I forgot that I put the tea kettle on, but I had filled the tea kettle to the fullest capacity. And when the music went down, I heard the whistling going off, and it stunned me for a second. I was like, what is that? And then I remembered I had cut the tea kettle on. Well, when I ran in the house, what I saw from the tea kettle was a little bit of everything. Um, It was screaming, blaring. You see condensation on the window. You you see it's how it's doing um, up against the wall. You got water boiling over where you pour it in. You got water trying to shoot out the little sprout. You got water even coming out of that sprout running over, and everything is running all over on the stove. And as you see all this water, some is even beginning to drip on the floor. And instantly, God begins to give me a visual, and he begins to minister to me about how this is what's going on right now because this was a couple of days after um, George Floyd, and so you had a little bit of everything going on. And God was like, this is why you have this response. You got some marching. You got some looting, rioting, you got some setting fire to things. You got all of these different things going on because a pressure point has been hit. And so when a pressure point hits, people respond so many different ways. And so the mission and the vision that I was given is this, you know, all of us are sick and tired. You're sick and tired, we're angry, but what do we begin to do with that anger? How do Mm -hmm. you begin to go through a process of healing a community if you never begin to address the whole person. And so how you begin to address the whole person is by breaking it down into different parts because we have to deal with it emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically, you know? So that point, point, Tyra, that's a huge point. I want want to take a little bit of time. We're running out of time, and you have so much good stuff to, to talk about. Let's talk about a little bit about those three points and what's going to be on your show. It starts tomorrow at 6 o'clock, and we want people to tune in to hear. You'll get more into depth on some things, but tell me how your show, how it's going to be set up and how it's going to be a little different from other things we've seen in the past. Right. So because of, just like I said, you know, we, these are things that we need to deal with, I will have a mental health professional on 
every month. It will be that same person for the entire month. And then I will also have um, a ministerial leader from the community that will be on as well. And so with the three of us, what it's designed to do is to begin to address those needs. So you're addressing the problems and issues from all angles. Um, the person could break down the ministerial piece in terms of the Holy Spirit, uh, your relationship with God, and then, of course, the mental health professionals uh, that's all coming together. And that, I think, is powerful because oftentimes we do one or the other. We don't bring them together. I know there's some counselors out there who have a spiritual base and foundation, but I think it's going to be very, very powerful and impactful that at one place at one time, and you actually have been through it. You've got somebody who's going through it, been through it, you know, all of that stuff, and then you have a person from a, a faith-based perspective, a person from a mental health perspective, all should enlighten on problems that people are dealing with today. That's going to be powerful. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, Gwendolyn. I'm, I'm very excited about this. I'm grateful and thankful that God even chose me to birth this through, you know. Um, right. Because Tell me totally. some topics you guys are going to be talking about. Do you know it's going to be all call in and ask questions? You have certain topics you're going to be addressing on these shows. So we will we will, ha- we will also have um, different guests that will be on too, because um, okay. that will definitely help to facilitate um, what's going on. So we'll have different professionals um, that's coming on. I have um, an FBI agent that's going to be coming on. I can only talk a little bit about you know some of the things that we're having in the month of June. Um, okay. Um, I will also have um, another young lady that's on um, that her case has been known, well, very well known as well. Um, And then I will have a lawmaker on as well because the the whole premise behind Pressure Points Unpack also is just like I said, is for us to unpack and to deal with the different issues that we have that's going on. But we have to get to a point to where I feel like if we begin to unpack what's going on, then now we can start looking towards um, a process that will help to heal the community. You know, you always hear this thing about the squeaky wheel um, gets all the oil, but at what point does the squeaky wheel begin to take some ownership and begin to oil its own self? And what I mean by that is there are different processes that we have to educate our own self on so that, even though we're, you know, you hear a lot of times, well, the Constitution wasn't made for us. I get all of that. I get all of that. I feel all of that. But even though that's the case, but guess what? We are voters. We have the right to vote. And so because of that, we have the right to deal with legislatures. We're voting Mm -hmm. people in. So if I'm voting you in, now I'm going to be able to hold you accountable for what I voted you in for, you know? Lawmakers are there for a reason. So mm-hmm. if you have an issue and you come with a solution, why not take it to the lawmaker and say, well, hey, what do we need to do to get this bill passed? That's what they are okay. there for. This is what and we're going to be able so you're going to be able to teach people some things about just our basic, basic knowledge of just being what, civic, civic-minded and knowing what power we have as a constituent, as voters, correct? Correct. Correct. That's going to be great. Correct. That is, you know, I've never thought about it. Now, I know that you have done that. You have taken uh, an idea and got it in in council right now about trying to get a vote on it, right? Correct. Correct. Um, (laughs) So there's a bill um, dealing with veterans. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so I went to um, the lawmaker, the representative, our house representative for my district, um, mm-hmm. and addressed the fact that, you know, the state isn't lining up with federal. Um, mm-hmm. Anytime someone is granted, say, for instance, 100%, when they're granted this, the federal, on the federal level, it goes back retro from the date that you actually, um, you know, filed, filed this application. Right. Well, in the state, you could go ahead and pay your taxes. However, if you get the letter and the letter is um, stating for the year currently, you've already paid your taxes, well, the state doesn't even want to give you your money back. They wow. will not acknowledge you for the whole year. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. None whatsoever. Exactly. This is going to be a powerful show. You guys can see my time is just about up. This is going to be a powerful show. We have people there with expertise. I mean, Miss um, Tara Little's story is remarkable. It is heartwarming. It is a story of perseverance. It's a, part, pers- a story of faith. It is a story of activism because in that pain and that pressure, she got active and got some stuff done. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing these other people from other perspectives in terms of uh, the mental perspective, the um, the um, uh, the, uh, the ministerial perspective, spiritual perspective. I can't wait to hear what the FBI gentleman has to say. And she also didn't go into details. She'll do it later. I won't throw her thunder. But she has a very, very powerful guest that's going to be on her show in the month of June, who you guys are going to all know. And she'll start advertising that very soon. So I want all of you guys to just um, listen in starting tomorrow. Uh, Pressure Points Unpacked with Tara Little. And, Tara, I'm going to let you close out the last minute, the same thing you want to say. And uh, we thank you all, and I want everyone to go out and be great. Tara, got a couple things to say? Um, Yes, I do. So the radio station number where you can call in for my show, you can call in and listen and call in and ask questions, is 914-205-5361. Again, that's 914-205-5361. Um, if you want to reach it by going online, you would do blogtalkradio.com slash pressure points unpacked. That's all great. We're looking forward to hearing you, hearing from you tomorrow. I will definitely be on there. Uh, so I have, I have, a, I have a, a, a client meet if I push that back, so I'll be able to hear your show. And your show will be an hour show, correct? You have a more right. time to get into the meat of stuff. Get up, up, you know, my thing is get up underneath some stuff. So I am looking forward right. to it. I know we all are. Welcome to the Never Had So Good uh, Network. And once again, thank you. Go out and be great. Have a great evening. Thank you so much. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness.